0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, everybody, what's up? Welcome to Casual Friday at Talking Buffalo Podcast. I'm your host Patrick Moran. You can find me on Twitter at Pat Moran. tweets As always on Friday, i got my good buddy, sports writer, sports media personality
2: Joe Yurden's is with me. Man, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. It's been. Uh, it's nice to not be staring at at Twitter anymore. <laughs> like for, for now, now that free agency is done, everything is done. Well, I mean, apart from. Everything else that's that's still waiting to happen. <laughs> uh, it seems like uh, it, it's fine. So yeah, it's nice. It's nice. We're relaxed. It's we're in a happy place. It's casual Friday, but that's it's right. been a hectic week. There's been a lot of
1: shit going on. Um, you know, Bills, Sabers, of course, some other things besides just Bills and Sabers that I want actually want to head on today. Which, by the way, we're so we're taping this again Friday morning drop, but we're taping this late into Thursday night but it's still Thursday which means it's a uh, national chicken wing day everybody out there i don't know if uh, you didn't get any you didn't get any wings uh, today did you joe
2: no i i didn't even realize it was national chicken wing day uh, until like an hour ago like this i listen i don't know how national chicken wing day isn't on july 16th
0: let's oh, let's I, be real here
2: like what is that? 716 716 oh, oh okay so i don't know how that how they how the the ad wizards haven't pulled that off, pulled that off yet. Because why, why isn't it? Why, why can't it be? I can't remember. All I remember is I did see something. It was obviously
1: started in Buffalo on this day, July 29th, which is when we're taping this. And it started in 1977. And I can't remember who declared it. I I don't want to say the wrong information. I don't know, but uh, much to, (laughs) uh, much to your shock. and I'm saying that sarcastically because not, I actually did. In fact, right before we taped the show tonight, I I did go out and get some wings. I don't I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but I I tweeted a I, little I, bit about
2: them. I went. I, to, I did see that you were going somewhere. Yeah. I didn't. I but I missed the message that it was that was National Chicken Wing Day.
1: Well, I ended up listen. For I'm joking about <laughs> National Chicken Wing Day for starters. I liken it to this way. I'm very Irish, and mm-hmm. you know St. Patrick's Day is, is such a big deal. But if you're in Ireland. Like St. Patrick's Day is just another day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just people don't say, I ain't celebrating National Chicken Wing Day. Every day is National Chicken <laughs> Wing Day to me. You know what it's I'm amateur.
2: saying? I, I, Today's well, for the <laughs> amateurs is what you're saying. Yeah, th-
1: there was no added incentive for me to go get wings because of a, because of a label. But that said, I did go. I went to Patrick's on a Southwestern Boulevard in Hamburg. And I had n- never been there before. A friend of mine was there with her boyfriend and invited mm-hmm. me out. And uh at first I had said no because I'm at the point now where I only want to go to new places, especially if I'm mm-hmm. gonna spend my own money. I only want to go to new places. <laughs> and uh for some reason I thought of another place that this was another place, but then I realized that actually I hadn't been to this place, so I said, Yeah, 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 I'll come up. Plus, there was an added incentive of uh 50 cent wings. I, I gotta give them props if nothing else. 50 cent wings in this market, Still? that is cheap. No drink minimum either. So you literally could go in there if you wanted to with the water and, and get 10 wings. And uh, I think like 50 cents for blue cheese. So in tax less than $6, dollars will get you a single order of wings when today, and I'm telling you in today's market, you can, you can pretty much, you don't go anywhere and not pay 13 to to 16 bucks for a single order of wings. Right. So that's, yeah. that's the good news. I'm shocked that that's still like people, like yeah. people are still doing that. Like that's not every Thursday there every Thursday. Nice Man. place too, by the way, that's the good news. Let me tell you the bad news, all right? Yeah. I, look, <laughs> we've talked about this before. I don't take any pride in uh, criticizing places. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want to be the reason why somebody doesn't give you their business. And I, I've made that very clear. So I always try to find other things about the bars to, to get people to go there, if not necessarily for the wings. These wings were okay. They're all right. They're all right. Got Scale one to ten. Well, they—they I
2: mean, you, well, they, you have to have a, You have to rank them, don't you? Um, or are they gonna or are you gonna pass? Oh, they them will that? be ranked. Yeah, I got. Oh, okay. I, it's my duty.
1: It's my okay. duty to do it. It's, <laughs> it's my it's my lawful duty. Yeah, I will write a review. I will ultimately power rank them because I think I'm up to like seventy four different places. Actually, I power rank them and then I have like seven different tiers, or something like that. They're not going to be very high. I'm just being honest with you, man. The the wings were were nothing special, but again. The medium were pretty good, which again, you get an order of wings for five bucks on a a Thursday, at least anyway, as opposed to $15. These weren't, most places, standard medium wings aren't two and a half to three times better than what I had tonight. Mm -hmm. Again, but I feel like if you're going to, if you're going to tout yourself as a wing guy, like I do, you got to be honest with people, even, you know, you can't, every place can't be great. It can't be elite every single place. This place just wasn't great. Not so bad, you can't though. be
2: Homer, you can't be Homer Simpson when you're when you're grading these out. You can't just yeah. say I give it these were terrible. I give it five out of three stars. You know, like <laughs> you you can't be you can't be pulling that action because that's your credibility on the line, pal. Well, I'll say this. So since I've been
1: back in Buffalo, I, I mean I've had wings at other places too, but I've actually been to five new places. Well, maybe not new to you or some other people, but they were new to me. Mm-hmm. Like I had never had them before. And I've been to five. So if I were to to rank them one through five, uh Mulberry was fired away the best new place that i've had since i've been back in mm-hmm. i probably put imperial second uh bada bang downtown those are third i would say Hatricks was fourth and then uh kettles in orchard park which cool yes. bar just terrible wings man i've never i've never heard of that place kettles is right it's right near the stadium you know how like there's southwestern boulevard if yeah. you go the other way away from the stadium it's like a half a block down oh, you could easily okay. walk to the stadium from there really cool bar Live music, nice patio, a lot, lot going on there.
2: But, yeah, the Wings were... As you say, you'll have to forgive me. My, my, Most of my experience is, uh, is going to Big Tree. If I'm covering a game, it's usually, mm. you know, you're writing, and then it's like it's a couple hours after the game, and then you go to Big Tree. And then it, whoever's left is either really diehard and super hammered, or uh, they are the regulars that are wait, waiting for right. the, the football <laughs> crowd to clear out.
1: Yeah. By the way, so we're going to talk plenty, Bill's. Money we're going to do a starting five draft of our favorite Olympic sports and other Olympics going on right now. So, we're going to get to that in just a couple of minutes. But, yeah, man, so I had you on the show Tuesday. We talked before the show. show actually did, is doing tremendous. I think you got some star power, which maybe that explains why you are <laughs> beating me so badly in, in these starting fives now. I'm starting to realize that, I mean, me and Dell kind of went a little back and forth. They were usually blowouts, but I won some of them. Five short weeks now, you've just. <laughs> You've taken me to the woodshed and I'm starting to think that maybe Joe Yerdon's just a,
2: a podcast star, man. And <laughs> I get good numbers when you're on. I, so. I don't know. Well, I, I think it's, it's because I'm an aggressive campaigner and I'm very good at putting down your, your picks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it, when it, when it calls for it, not all the time. I'm not going to slam you. If I, if I, if I think you're, if you think, if I think we're even like I did this past week, I thought that was going to be, like I think I predicted what 5446. Yeah, I think you predicted
1: 5347 actually. Yeah.
2: So like I I figured it was going to be super close and not the way it turned out I'm stunned by that. And we yeah. didn't get we didn't get a ton of feedback from people either. No, you, well, you know what? And
1: I was going to talk and I'll I'll just say now, cuz I was going to talk about this earlier. It's my fault. Or I'll talk about this later. I should say I made a mistake. So we did Sports Uh-oh. Arena anthems, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but what I did is I typically set the poll for two Two and a half days, right? Mm-hmm. this time i I don't know what I did. I hit the wrong setting, so this poll went less than one day. It only went like fourteen hours or something like oh, that. oh man, and then it closed like that's why there was no weekend pushes. so this was the lowest amount of votes yet, but still, I've learned now. That once they set themselves after 50 to 100 votes, the numbers really don't move. You know what I mean? People, those patterns stay pretty consistent. So that's why i might I can't even protest this one because again, it was 6139.
2: And, uh, so you're saying technology threw in the towel for you.
1: It did. It saved, well, to be fair, it probably saved me a lot of more embarrassment over the course
2: of last weekend. But anyway,
1: man, what, what have you been up to this week? Like, have you, yeah, if you went out, have you could
2: done anything? Nothing crazy this week. I mean, I, I haven't really popped out uh, to check out some places. I've been trying to do that a little bit more just because, you know, you got it. It's summertime. You can't just spend all day inside and, and be a be a hermit, which I usually do. I won't lie. I'm not usually, a, right. a, you know, I mean, I am a man of the people, but like, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I don't always go. I like, I've, I've made it a thing where like, I'll go out once a week and it depends on how adventurous I'm feeling. And usually the time by the time I'm like, yeah, I think I want to go out, I'm like, oh forget. It. I'm just gonna go around the corner. That's when I end up going to Mackey's and just being like, all right, forget it. I'm just, just gonna go around the corner and, and have a nice have a couple of drinks and see some people and, and hang out. But like I don't know, man. It's 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 weird. Like I'm I'm counting down time until the bisons return, honestly, because I'm fiending for more baseball and I know some people have been kind of dogging the blue jays. A little bit lately for for taking off, but like, listen, they were going to leave automatically as soon as they were ready, no matter what. So I can't right. hate them for it. But but I mean, like I mean, we're going to get the the Buffalo Rochester games back, so that's cool. Like those are always fun. Uh, you know, some of the Buffalo Syracuse games as well. Like that's it. It's fun to have those games come back here because you know, yeah, it's more, it's less expensive. Like let's face it, like that that's a big part of it. But also, it's just baseball, man. Like baseball is just the best thing to just sit around in the summer for. Like that's. That's, that's the best thing for me. So like, instead of like going out to a bar or whatever, or, you know, I won't say going out for a nice dinner because that, that beats going to baseball, but, um, but like going out, you know, going out with, with friends or whatever, meeting up someplace, it's just like, no, let's just meet at the ballpark and hang out, like, you know, you yeah. be able to spread out more. Like, it's not going to be, you're not going to have 16,000 people sellouts for the Bisons. I mean, I mean, maybe the first day, but I don't know, but, um, but like everything's cheaper, you know, it's chilly, just hang out you know, you just bullshit with your friends and there's a game going on. Perfect. Perfect day.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to going on, but I haven't been to the, I haven't not, what's a sailing field though. I haven't mm-hmm. been to sailing field in probably seven or eight years. So I'm definitely going to catch a couple of Bisons games. And to your point about kind of being a homebody or a hermit or whatever, I I, I tend to be that way as well. And I made a concerted concerted effort when I moved back here a couple of weeks ago, I said, I'm going to start doing more shit, at least when the weather is good anyway. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. not going to Sit at home Wednesday night. I went to Riverfest Park, which I had never been there before. It's like kind of across the pond or whatever that body of water is from Riverworks. And uh, <laughs> oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, they had a yeah, the they a, went
1: yeah they have a Wednesday night concert series going on. Hit and Run was playing, so mm-hmm. I um I hooked up with um Kristen Kimmick from she's the one who founded uh, Bills Mafia Babes. Yeah,
2: yeah, very popular
1: mm-hmm. person I told a great human being, man. I love that girl, but anyway, mm-hmm. so we kind of got together and, and met up with a couple people and, and went to check it out. Really cool vibes there, by the way. That was fun, free mm-hmm. concert, not don't cost anything to get in, and then they have tickets, which I hate having to get tickets to get drinks, but whatever. I mean, it's not the end right. of the world, and yeah. not it's not like terribly price either. Like Bud Lights, four bucks, you know, uh bats. Labatt's Grapefruit Bears were like four tickets, so four bucks. Free music, good vibes. Downtown, bring your chairs. Just hanging out outside. Four hours worth of music too, man. Hmm? Wait, four hours? Four hours, dude. It it went from six to 10. I got there at about, I don't know, 6.30, quarter to seven-ish. And Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't leave till 9.30. And Hit and Run was playing when I got there. And they were still playing uh, when I left. So yeah, yeah, to your point, man. It's just, I really want to get out during the summer and just. You know not, not not sit at home and try to, try to enjoy it a little, a little bit at least while the weather's good It was yeah. fun see
2: good time like the thing I really like to do is I like to get out and walk but I'm such a baby about everything because <laughs> i I like it better when it's cooler out like fall I'm just a I'm out walking constantly spring same deal as long as it's not raining I'm good but like the second the dew point gets over like sixty three I'm like, forget, I, am, I ain't doing shit, man. Like, because I don't want to sweat through every bit of clothes I'm wearing. Were mean, it, <laughs> you were not where I lived. You were not have nice. blasted where I lived. Oh, no, no. I, me in Florida would be a nightmare. That would be absolutely awful. But I mean, like, but there I would be an extra hermit because I would just be sitting in front of air conditioning constantly. But like, <laughs> I just don't want to like, I hate sweating and it drives me nuts. I hate it so much. And like, it's not even like a being out of shape thing, which I am but it's just being like, I've always been a a guy who just sweats all the time from when I was a kid till now gets the slightest bit too humid or hot. I'm just Mm -hmm. forget it soaking through everything. I look disgusting. And so like, if I go for a walk around the neighborhood and it's like, it's humid and shit, like forget it. Like, I don't want to deal with it. Even today, like it's kind of cool out, but it was super, it was super humid after we had all the rain in the morning. And then like, I'm I'm just like, I go out to the store and I'm just kind of like, why the hell am I sweating? Oh, right. I'm a, yeah, that's my body just being like, no, you were meant to be in cold weather, pal. This is why you went to Oswego for college, where it's cold the entire time that you're there. This is why you live in Buffalo, pal. Come on. I, I am
1: literally the complete polar opposite of you. Now, I'm going to pay for this. I'm going to pay for it in the winter. Trust me. But my blood, I got thin blood. I don't know what it is. But like you were talking about yesterday, humid. Not me. Any hint of breeze or whatever. And I actually put out a light fleece. And I'm like the only person in the damn park. Everyone's got, you know, tank tops on or t-shirts. And I, and I always am walking around with a light hoodie wherever I can. Well, for two reasons, number one, because I'm trying to cover up how fat I'm getting. But also it's just, I get cold really or comfortable really easy. And I'm just comfortable in hoodies. So I wear them. I don't sweat and get humid that much unless I'm taping a podcast with you up in my mom's attic, basically <laughs> with the fan having been off for an hour, like right now. Cause it is a little bit human and I'm feeling it, but yeah, but now conversely, you get more comfortable later in the fall and and it's at least part of the winter with the colder weather. Whereas I'm going to be shivering because I'm already wearing hoodies in July and August. So those same hoodies ain't really going to be effective for me when it gets to be like December and January.
2: You're in big trouble, pal. Like imagine (laughs) you get tickets for a bills game in December. My God, you're going to be, you're going to be the guy in like a full, like, like snow suit, like ready to go to Antarctica. They're gonna be like, I thought. I thought these Buffalo fans were tough. They're, you're gonna to be like sitting next to some guy who's shirtless with like a thong on, and you're and you're gonna be sitting next to him, like all bundled up, ready for the polar ex, 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 You know, polar trip. I don't. Even, I can't even say words, man. I'm just like, my my brain's fried with 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 talking about heat. I'm just like people like people, <laughs> people like people dog on fall and spring, and they're like every time it's too cold or it's raining, and they're just like, oh, here's that superior season. Me and Jeremy White agree fall is the, is the absolute best season because yeah. you, uh, like not just for sports, but the weather's perfect. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, but like anytime it's like you get a little bit of a winter flavor or it's, you get that cold rain, which cold rain sucks. And then everybody's like, oh, see, this is why fall stinks. And I'm like, you remember when it felt like it was 105 out? And you couldn't do anything. Yeah, that, yeah. Summer's awesome. I love summer. <laughs>
1: you know what? I just, as you were saying that, I just, it, it just popped in my mind we're already committed this week to drafting or starting five with the Olympics next week. I'll tell you a week ahead of time, we're going to draft months, months of the year. <laughs> so that might be fun. Plus I think we might have, we might have some actual legitimate beefs on this podcast because I already know me and you ain't going to agree on some of them. So I'm letting you know a full week ahead of time. Next week on this podcast, we're going to draft months of, uh, of the year. Oh, by the way, before we get going and then we're going to jump into some sports talk, I promise you guys after this got some actual news. <laughs> Concerning Casual Friday. So beginning next week, we are actually, this show, this podcast is going to be sponsored, presented by whatever you want to call it. Casey's Black Rock Tavern on Amherst Street in Black Rock, right up, right like right around the West Side area. Love that place. They're, they're coming on board and they're going to be a sponsor. So Joe and I starting next week, not every week, but we're going to do a lot of shows. We're going to tape them Thursday evenings for casual Friday. So we'll be at the bar. So we'll put out a tweet, get up on social media. If people want to come out, say what's up to us, or just go to the bar, have some drinks. They got some really good food. I know Joe has not been there yet. So I'm going to kind of save I'll it. Fix and that. I uh, will fix yeah. that
2: before we record there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Casey's Black Rock Tavern is going to jump on. They're going to be a a sponsor of this podcast for us. And I'm very much looking forward to that. And I, and I know you are as well. Plus it's kind of not it's not far from where you are. I don't no. want to say hop, skip and a jump, but it's not far. Oh, no. Joe's a West Sider. this is like West side slash black rock.
2: No, listen, I I'm at the Wegmans on Amherst like too many, t- too much, too many times. And yes. like, I, I, like there's a ton of really cool places on that stretch of Amherst. And like some like legendary type play, like Sportsman's Tavern, I think is is on, is on Amherst. It's right
1: down the street. It's right down yeah. the street,
2: yep. And then you got yep. like, uh, you got Roll Halls, which is like basically across the street from Wegmans almost. And it's like mm-hmm. that little stretch of of, of that area is just like like, it's a sneaky favorite of mine, but I just don't ever make my way over there because I got at Elmwood Village right out my front door sure. here, basically. I got sure. a thousand places to go to. So, you know, sure. being lazy, it takes me away from getting to go to some of these cool places.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna save a couple of this. I'm gonna save the stories. I should say for when we actually do a show there. But I grew up around that area, and I know Casey's from when Jesus twenty five some years ago. So I'm gonna tell you a couple of stories about Casey's, the old Casey's, and some shit that involves uh, how do you say uh, prostitution. <laughs> All right, so oh. well, that's a teaser. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. But anyway, yeah, Casey's Black Rock Tavern gonna be sponsoring this podcast. Casual Fridays. Really excited about that. Not in my podcast notes, because I got Bills and saber stuff, but like literally in just in the last couple hours, man, NBA, Major League Baseball, wild shit going on this Thursday. Russell Westbrook is now a Los Angeles Laker. They gave up a package, including Kuzma and I don't know, KCP and, and a draft pick, someone else, I don't know, whatever. That's mm-hmm. big news, though, man. So now you got Westbrook, LeBron, and AD, and the Lakers, and now Major League Baseball, there's reports going out earlier on Thursday. It looked like Max Scherzer was headed to San Diego. Now it looks like that not just Max Scherzer, but also Trey Turner, one of the best players in baseball, is uh, they're going to the Dodgers. That's crazy, Wild. dude. I, I don't know if you knew about that before we just started you know, taping this, but I'm kind of following it right now on TweetDeck just in case something becomes official while we're doing this. But dude, you know, Mark Policarz is like, I'll give him credit whether you love Mark, whether you hate Mark. I don't know what everyone listening, what your politics are, but if there's one thing I'll give Mark credit for, is he's the world's biggest Dodgers fan. Mm -hmm. And I look at that roster and I and I tweeted about this. I'm a lifelong Yankees fan. I know you are as well. I've seen Mm -hmm. some amazing Yankee teams. I see some great other teams around the league. But that roster, this happens. That Dodgers roster might be one of the best major league baseball rosters I've ever seen.
2: Ever. Yeah. It's ever it's you know, I, and you know what? It, it's crazy. The Dodgers still don't get as much heat as the Yankees do for making big moves, which is yeah. crazy. Like the Yankees made two, uh, like they're making, they made two big trades today, too, Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs. Yeah. And like people, people are already beating the drum, like, oh, there go the Yankees spending the money again. And it's like, no. Do you they, agree with those they,
1: trades, though? By the way,
2: no, side note. No, I, I mean, Listen, they've needed lefty power hitters for like what three, four years now, mm-hmm. essentially, and they never like they they never did anything to fit. like Cashman never did anything about it, which is kind of like, dude, like you can't roll up with eight lefty or eight righties in a lineup and think it's gonna be okay, especially friggin' Yankee Stadium where it's you know where it's a chip shot down the right field line, but but I mean, cool, like I, I just hope they're ready to win games ten to nine because the, the pitching, I don't know if they think Luis Severino's gonna save them uh by coming back here but like they need another pitcher they need another starter they need some help in the bullpen for god's sake like i'm tired of seeing those guys just i mean they blew two absolutely awful games to the red Sox just last week just by just completely melting down in the bullpen so i mean i don't know man like so you get me wound up on this i'm gonna i'm gonna friggin' roll but well, but the, the, pitching's, the pitching's been the thing for him like get the get the friggin' pitching fixed and you know, maybe don't have, you know, have, uh, have Cole, have Garrett Cole get, get bombed on by the rays. And, you know, maybe, maybe
1: there were only 15 solo home runs between Rizzo and Gallo away from beating Tampa Bay on Thursday. <laughs> I guess the reason why I asked that, and I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't really look into the prospects that they gave back between Rizzo and Gallo. So I don't know what the compensation really is. I didn't look into that, but I mean, they're, they're not buried. They're playing for a wild card spot. They're not catching. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think they're catching Boston. They're, they're but nine games back as it is, so I think they're like four games back of a second wild card. So it's not like they're buried. But oh. I guess no, again, I'm not, and maybe I'm just thinking out or asking this out loud. I'm not really asking. Maybe used to this specifically, but I'm stunned by the Nationals what they're doing. Max Scherzer, I get it. Yeah. He's older, still a dominant pitcher, by the way. But Trey Turner is one of the best young players in baseball. Now, I know he's arbitration eligible next year, and then in two years from now, he becomes a free agent. But, I mean, it's not like the Nationals are the Pirates. It's not like they don't got no money. Yeah. Why right. would you want to keep that, dude? That's a that's a, build, that's a guy you build around. I have him been in fantasy baseball this year. He's literally been, like, my saving grace on my team. Yeah. I, it's just, that stuns me. Like, I'm surprised that I know they're out of it now, so I get Max Scherzer again, but mm-hmm. giving up Trey Turner, too, to the Dodgers?
2: This is, this is the thing about baseball, that drives me absolutely up a wall. Um that you've got teams that the second they run into any kind of difficulty, they just say, oh, that's it. Tear it down. We gotta get let's let's get those high draft picks. Let's build for the future. Let's, you know, you know, we can't we can't keep spending money for for no good quote unquote no good reason. And it's like they fought so hard to get this this hard tax cap, you know, because I mean it's not a salary cap, but it might as well be might as well be one. And then there's Mm no floor. So these teams can just like spend nothing and get away with it. And it's hurt free agency. It's hurt everything about all this. And there's still only what five or six teams that'll continually just spend up to that tax limit. Mm -hmm. How is it any different than, than before when you had you know, you had the Yankees and Dodgers and Red Sox all paying over 200 million constantly. Like I don't see what the big difference here is. And like, The the CBA is up after this season, and man, the owners are going to lock them out forever because they're going to want to get even more money out of them. And the players haven't shown any sort of spine about pushing back against any of this stuff, and it drives me crazy. They, the, if they didn't have that no strike agreement, you know, because you know everything went bad in '94,
1: mm. but if
2: they didn't have that agreement, Jesus, the the, the friggin' players should have went on strike, you know, three, four, five years ago. Like I, you know, I think of the year Machado and Harper were free agents, and then like suddenly no teams wanted either of them like the two best players available at the time. And like, there was no market for them. Like, how does that happen? Well, collusion, that's how it happens, but you can't proving collusions, like trying to prove um, it's like, it's it's like trying to prove like malice in some kind of case. Like unless you get in that, get into their head and get somebody to actually admit it, you're not going to figure it out. Peter Uberoth was the only guy back in the day who's who slipped up and, and screwed that up for, for the owners. But like, it's it's so frustrating to watch all this go on, and the players just keep letting it, you know, keep getting kicked in the ass. And Tony Clark doesn't seem to want to do anything. He's the, which I mean, hey, former player heading up the players players association. Hey, cool, but maybe get somebody who's like who's like Donald Fear. Like yeah, you know, I know Donald Fear is handling stuff for the NHLPA, so his hands are tied. But maybe get somebody who's like one of his like underlings to be like, hey, let's let's get this stuff in order. But man, oh man, it's so discouraging because baseball's so fun and then Rob Manfred has just turned it into like this this whole nonsense trash like all this garbage that he's done to like make things you know try to improve the pace of the game and like you know make it so that games don't last like 15 16 innings. like what I'm like dude whatever like it, a game can still go 9 innings and last 5 hours like you're not speeding anything up and like it just makes me so upset that like it's like this because baseball should be super fun entertaining great all of it and instead it's just like everything about it just feels gross now and i don't i don't care for that one bit
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
1: I am back with Joe Yerdon, who's angry at Major League Baseball. Right now. I agree. By the way, I mean that was a good take, and I and I completely agree with you. Like I said, I'm just I'm just stunned that the Nationals would give up on Trey Turner and not build around him. You got Juan Soto and him and Turner together. It's just a great building block. Scherzer could be a free agent. He's old. I completely get that. It's a rental player. Just stuns me. But anyway, let's let's move on. Buffalo Bills training camp started this week. Obviously, a very exciting time. Not really much to talk about yet. I mean, there's not. Obviously a lot going on, but I'll tell you one thing I did like, or I don't necessarily like it, but it resonated with me. I'll say that. So Brandon Bean did his press conference, which by the way, really cool for the reporters. And it was a big deal to get an opportunity to be able to be there in person and and conduct these press conferences instead of Zoom. It's the first time for these guys in more than a year. Marcel, I had him on the show on, on Wednesday while we taped it that Tuesday night, the night before camp started. And he was mm-hmm. ultra excited just about having the opportunity to, uh, you know, be able to talk to, to the, to the GM and the coach and, and some of the players in that matter. But anyway, during Brandon Bean's press conference, he had a quote, and it, it, it's about expectations and not tempering them, but just the expectations are what they are. And he said, and I quote, "Doing something once doesn't make you a great team," and that really resonated with me because. On the show Wednesday, Marcel and, and Nate both talked about it. We talked about if we were worried about the expectations that are on this team right now, because last year they were they were invented. They had a, a Cinderella season, so to speak. Well, maybe not Cinderella, because they were a playoff team the year before. So I like they came out of nowhere, but they really took that next step and they proved what they can be. They became a great football team, but we didn't expect that. Like if you and I were having this conversation a year ago, We didn't anticipate what was gonna happen. Now a year later, we are sitting here tonight taping this. And the expectation is that the Buffalo Bills are one of the two or three best teams, maybe certainly in the AFC and maybe in the entire NFL right now. So Mm -hmm. the expectations haven't been that high in a long time. And being to his credit was really quick to point out that, hey, we don't want to be full of ourselves with these, you know, with all the hype and all these expectations. Doing something once doesn't make you a great team. And Sully, Jerry Sullivan, of course, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a tweet that I, I actually completely agreed. It was not; it's not a, it was a factual tweet. It wasn't an opinion, but it, it made me think because he's not wrong. He pointed out that McBean, you know, the two of them in Carolina, they were part of that organization where Cam Noonan won MVP, had a season just like Josh Allen. He actually won MVP. Carolina went, went 15 and one and went to the Super Bowl next year. Seven and nine. Not saying that's gonna happen with the Bills, but that statement from Brandon Bean and those expectations, do you worry a little bit about how lofty these expectations are with this football team that really hasn't had them before? Like Kansas City's been a favorite now for a couple years, Baltimore a couple years. Mm. This is gonna be the first year where Buffalo's really a prohibitive favorite to win their division and, and go far into the playoffs.
2: I you know what, I kind of disagree with you about them not being a favorite last year. Because to me, once the Patriots, you know, Brady's gone you know half their defense decided to sit out for the year because of covid mm-hmm. and it, to me at at that time i know some people were kind of you know kind of propping up my, miami a little bit but to me buffalo was head and shoulders the, the favorite to win the east last year and if they didn't then it was going to be a humongous disappointment and that would have been very classic buffalo like you know if allen doesn't take that step if he you know if he takes a step back from the year before You know, going from playing in the playoffs and almost beating Houston and then falling backwards and miss, you know, say if they missed the playoffs last year. I mean, that's a, that would have been a humongous failure um, to let some other team in that division, you know, a Patriots team, again, that was not the Patriots, like not the Patriots who were used to, and a Dolphins team that was better, but like still figuring their stuff out. Um, And the Jets are the Jets. So like, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about the Jets. But I mean, they had expectations last year. And you know, they they lived up to it. They left no doubt. Like they are the best team in the East by far. This year the scope I think the scope, the expectations are just different. Now it's to win the AFC. Yeah. Um, so they got a taste of what's that what it's like to get though to have that sort of anticipation where it's kind of like, all right, we've got a goal in front of us. Let's go fulfill that goal. I mean. It's easier. It's easy enough to explain that, but like you still have to go out there and po- possibly have to go through Kansas City again. Um, and you know anybody else who decides to step up and be improved. I mean, who? I'm, you know, maybe maybe you know Tua has a Josh Allen season and, and blows up this year, and then the Dolphins are suddenly better. You know, or Ben Roethlisberger figures out how to throw a pass beyond ten yards again, and the Steelers are the Steelers are somehow better, or Cleveland takes another step you know, like, sure. These are things you got to worry about. Like, and yeah, I don't even know who, who in the West would be a contender. I mean, aside from Kansas city, like, well, you can, Deshaun maybe? Watson. Know.
1: Let Deshaun Watson, oh, and assuming he gets man. to play, let him go to Denver or even worse. Let him go to Miami. But yeah, Denver. Oof.
2: Yeah. Be but like, you know, the South, like, I don't know, maybe the Colts do something. I don't know. They don't have. I don't know if, I don't know if they have a, what they got going at quarterback, but Colts still have, you know, Frank Reich's a hell of a coach. So I don't know. There's 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 things out there to 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 stay wary of, and you know that when you're at the top of the pile, everybody's gunning for you. And like now, they can't kind of sneak around. Like last year, they could kind of sneak around at some of these games, you know, where you know maybe maybe somebody has to play Kansas City the following week, or they got to play some MB, you know NFC bigwig, you know, in two weeks, and they get caught looking down the road, and then Buffalo beats their head, and they're like, oh, geez, that that cost us. Now everybody's going to be looking ahead to them people are going to mm-hmm. be game planning for them a little bit more in advance and looking for weaknesses constantly i mean not to say that they're not doing it already but like really gunning for it like <laughs> cuz now it's a point because you like you, if you get to allen you keep him contained you can really mess with the bills because you know they've not don't really have a running game you know unless allen's running then they don't have a running game and i don't think the bills really want allen running that much anymore because It's a good way to end your season very quickly is to have him roll out and just get flattened by somebody. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a different set of expectations and it's a different set of things, you know, uh, of, of how people are going to plan for them. But I don't know, like as long as the defense bounces back and their offense is just as good as they were last year passing the ball, they're going to be fine. I'm not, I'm not very worried about the bills at all. And maybe this is me not being a Buffalo person. <laughs> and not being yeah. a Bills fan where i can where i'm not damaged by ages of of you know of you know blown plays bad players bad you know a whole bad run of everything where i'm just not thinking negatively right off the hop i'm thinking like this team's damn good and they should be one of the favorites absolutely i don't think it's a fluke what i don't think last year was a fluke by any means
1: i don't think josh allen's mm-hmm. a one year wonder i think josh allen's here to stay maybe statistically maybe he doesn't quite Repeat what he did last year, but in some ways he might even be better. I think Stephon Diggs is absolutely one of the best receivers in the game. I think the Bills have maybe the best receiving unit in the game. Certainly one of the best. A lot of talent on defense, a lot of talent across the board, man. So I I think they're for real, but I'm still guardedly optimistic. We'll call it, and it's because a I'm not comfortable or used to, and I think this is part of the problem. I think this is kind of what they were asking about. At the press conference, a little bit. I'm not used to the Bills being the prohibitive favorite. Yeah, no, no, maybe you're right. Maybe the Bills were considered by at least many people. I don't want to say everybody, but many mm-hmm. people did consider the Bills the favorite to win the AFC East. I remember when the Patriots got cam and though a lot of people thought the Patriots would be right there as well. Obviously, that didn't play out. But regardless, last year was kind of about the division. This year, like anything short of getting to the championship game or to the Super Bowl would be a bust in a lot of people's mm-hmm. eyes. So, I'm guarding out and that makes me a little uncomfortable. And also, I mean, you hit on this a little bit. I also think the AFC is just completely loaded. Whereas the NFC, I don't think is nowhere near as good as a whole as the AFC. You got Kansas City and Buffalo. You already know about that. Baltimore is a good football team. I mean, Lamar Jackson yeah. won MVP two years ago. You know, they're going to have a good defense. They got some new weapons. They're going to be good. You mentioned Cleveland. I think Cleveland has a fantastic team. Their Mm -hmm. roster is good. They had a great offseason. A couple big pickups. I love their draft. If Baker Mayfield is even just good, we have to be Mm -hmm. great. If he's just consistently good, Cleveland's going to be right there. They're right there with the Bills as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. There's a couple other teams. And again, Deshaun Watson, as messed up as all this shit is that's going on with him, it looks like he's playing this year. And I don't think it's going to be Houston. Yeah. And there's not many teams that have either the need for a quarterback or the assets to, to get them. I think there's probably three teams and two of them are in the AFC, I Denver or Miami or maybe Philly, if, 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 he, if he went out to the NFC. So you put them on one of those teams, especially Miami, man. If you put Miami, Deshaun Watson on Miami. I don't think the Bills are the prohibitive favorite to win that division anymore because is a good fucking football team, man. They really are. Yeah. It's just the I, difference is that quarterback. Josh Allen's a way better quarterback than Tua right now. Yeah.
2: And well, Miami got a blow because Xavier Howard wants out. Yeah. You know, that's that hurts them badly. Sure. Because that's that's the guy you sure. throw on digs. So, yeah. you know, Bill, Bills fans should be doing the celebration there. Bills fans want Xavier and Howard here, which, yeah, I get that. But like, I don't know. If you have Xavier Howard and Trey White as your corners, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. I don't know man. Money. Like, that's that's a wealth of riches. And that's nah, a lot of money. They, they
1: got Josh to pay, they got other guys that they're going to yeah. ultimately going to take care so I don't see that happening, but Hey, get him out of the division. If he's not with Miami, that's yeah. obviously that in itself is a benefit to Buffalo. Of course, unless of course he ends up with, uh, with Kansas city, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like, I like the bills. I, I do think they're as good as advertised, but I'm still concerned at the same token because I'm just not used to these expectations. And, and again, I just think there's some really good competition in the AFC. I don't think the NFC is that good. I really, truly don't got Tampa green Bay. Now that Aaron Rodgers is back. He'll be there. Seattle's all right. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other teams, but as a whole, they're not nowhere near as good to me.
2: Yeah. As um, no that that whole the whole conference is kind of gross. Like that. Tampa's got to be a, a favorite there, obviously. I mean, Super Bowl champs. They coming back. Like they got to be a favorite. They're, but like they're running it is, back.
1: They're literally they're, running it back too. Right. Like
2: who's who's stepping up to that Like, New Orleans? No. Like Breeze is gone. Who like who you run, you know who you run the show there with? Is it is it Bridgewater or is it like? Or you gonna do oh, that. They,
1: uh, they got Winston or Taysom Hill oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm thinking like, yeah. Taysom Hill, get out it. Dude's already like 35. Yeah. Like, please. Yeah. Like you yeah. people are talking about, oh, he's a he's a quarterback of the future. I'm like, no, dude, yeah. he's like north of 30. He ain't doing he ain't doing anything. And yeah. then, you yeah. know, I mean, Jameis, I'd be really in I I mean, I know everybody thinks about that last season in Tampa, you know, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, but that's still 30 touchdowns. If you clean up the picks, man. Yeah. That's a that's uh, a good quarterback, two, teams, you know. Two or three teams in that conference. I mean, Dallas, you, you,
1: we'll see. Yeah. Um the Rams, the Rams might be good. <laughs> you know, Seattle will we'll see.
2: But yeah, I think oh, the, the AFC as a whole is uh Well Rams lost their starting them. running back. Yeah, yeah, for the season already. Like, he's he's gone. gone already. So Stafford's I mean, Stafford's got a good crew to throw to there, which <sighs> all right. But like yeah, I know. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I better get
1: you past Rams talk to yeah. start getting sad about the Lions talking about What about what about our boy who we have discussed several times over the last handful of weeks? uh, Cole Beasley, he read a prepared statement and uh, look, I I know how you feel about it. And I think, you know, how I feel about it, too, at this point. Mm -hmm. It's just at this point for me, it is what it is, man. You ain't going to change people's minds and you just hope for the best and hope that it's not going to be a problem in the locker room. I will say this, though, Joe, I did talk to I'm going to say I talked to two players. On this team. And I specifically, without saying a name, I said, Do Mm -hmm. you think there's gonna are you concerned about just shit going on in the locker room? And I'm telling you, man, they're not. They're not. Mm -hmm. The locker room, the media fans, the way we look at things are not the way these guys look at things. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, there's not going there's not now. There's not an issue in that locker room. Now everybody knows about Jerry Hughes going at him publicly and -hmm. all that stuff, but I'm telling you, in the locker room. Not an issue now. If Cole Beasley ends up being the reason, God forbid, that there's an outbreak and you're costing your team W's, and more importantly, to these guys, you're costing them bags, mm-hmm. then it's a different story. But I don't. It's not. It's not an issue right now. And I know that the coaches are saying the right. I know Sean McDermott was kind of vanilla and. You know about with always. his comments. He always is. <laughs> he always is. Which surprised me. How he he came out a couple months ago during OTAs. He was very said he was pro vaccination and wanted mm-hmm. everyone to get vaccinated and stuff. So yeah, the whole respect and education stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. But my point yes, is, yeah. If you ain't getting yeah. the vaccination, if they're not getting it now, they're not going to. That's that's what I'm saying. And we could either be like Joe from Queens, Buffalo wins on Twitter. And just go on daily rampages against all these guys, or we can just try to enjoy the, the, the game. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I'm saying. And, and yeah. I know how you feel about Cole, and I mostly feel the same way. And but what are you gonna do? I'm just
2: yeah. I I mean, you can't hold them down and give them the shot. That's I mean, right. there's that. But like, you're right. If it costs them a game, and it costs these guys a paycheck, and it costs another team a paycheck, whoever is the reason for it gets cut the next day. Like that, I mean, yeah. I don't care who they are or what they mean. That, that person is cut the next day. If they're not vaccinated, they're going. I want to point out something to you. I should have asked you this too. I want to point this out.
1: Marcel on the show on Wednesday brought up a good point. I want to get your take on this too. So the vaccination numbers, we keep hearing that most teams are up above 80%, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Marcel said, and, I, and it makes great sense. That's right now because teams have 90 guys in camp. And obviously, if you're a fringe player, if, if you're a mm-hmm. long shot to make this team, if you're a fringe player, if you're a third stringer, you ain't stupid enough to come to, to camp without getting the vaccination, right? Right. So he's saying that as some of these guys go, the long shots go, and it's more about the better players, and it gets down to closer to 53, he does not think, at least at this time, at least anyway, maybe this will change. But as of right now, he thinks those numbers are skewed a little bit. Does that make sense to you? Do you agree with that? Yeah.
2: No, I agree. Yeah. I have- I mean it makes sense. I mean you can you can kind of load up, you can kind of load up your 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 grade so to speak and, and get some of the benefits of being, you know, vaxxed up to, you know, to that 80% level. You know, you can get everybody can have a, you know, get a break from from some of the stuff and not have to be, you know, really locked down. So yeah, it makes sense. Of course, this does make me wonder if some of these guys might make the team over somebody who's not vaxxed just to keep that number over 80. Like if that's be. a deciding if that's a deciding point. Holy smokes, man. If that it's be, that close, would be wild. If it's close
1: for a roster spot, I can promise you, and I'm not just talking about Buffalo, and this is not a mm-hmm. source. This is just me thinking, and I'm sure everyone agrees with this. If it's close, like if you're that fourth receiver, that fifth receiver trying to make the team, and it, and the battle's close, and one of you guys got your shots and the other one doesn't, you know how that's going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if you're if you want to mm-hmm. be safe, if you're not going to get the vaccination and you want to be safe to make this team, you better be great. You better be Cole Beasley, because I got news for you, and I know this has been a big talking point all summer. Cole Beasley ain't getting cut. Right. It ain't happening. Maybe if he gets, if he's the reason why something happens during the Mm. season, that might change. But I promise you right now, short of him getting COVID and getting another guy sick or whatever, I'm telling you right now, September 12th, week one, Cole Beasley will be on that football field.
2: Oh, 100%. 100%. 1,000%.
1: Now,
2: I what the part of all, like all the stuff that happened this week that really blew my mind was that the, the bills put out his entire disinformation rant mm-hmm. and then promoted it on Twitter. So it would Saw be that. on other people's feeds that don't follow the bills. And I'm just like, now maybe that's the thing to like, be like, Hey, we're all in this together. But like, dude, you're lucky you didn't get flagged by Twitter for, for disinformation. Like that's crazy. I mean, that's absolutely nuts to put that entire thing out there. And I don't know if they thought that they were calming things down by doing it, but man, I, if this, if this whole thing wasn't going on, people would be paying all the attention to Washington and what's going on with their team. They're like below 60%. They, they had a player like Ron Rivera's, you know, recovering from cancer and he, he's like so distraught over like the, the guys in the room just being like, no, I ain't getting this, forget it. And then like one of his players was just kind of like, yeah, well, maybe he shouldn't have got cancer then. Like,
0: what? Like, why?
2: Are you kidding me? Like, are you that like holy shit, dude? That's like if if I'm Ron Rivera, I'm like going to that guy and be like, get out. Just just leave. Like that's it's like that kind of shit's insane. But because Cole Beasley is, you know, a total moron and hogging all the spotlight, people aren't even like really paying attention to what's going on Washington. Now it doesn't help that Washington's always a bad team. And you know nobody's really paying attention to them, anyways. But like, oh my god, man! Like that's crazy! Like to, to be that way about. No, I'm not going to get a vaccine. Well, your coach had cancer; he's very at risk. Maybe you shouldn't have got cancer then. Holy shit, dude! Like that's nuts. There's a school of thought out there, by the way,
1: regarding Gold Beasley. Now I want to move on. That he does believe, like he's not lying. He believes what he believes. Well, like what he is saying is true in his mind, at least, anyway. But the reason why he is going out of his way. To make it as big, him, the the focus point of it, kind of aligns with a a rap song like some some music he's got coming mm-hmm. out about pro choice, you know, yeah. and stuff like that along those lines. Because getting his name out there and then dropping a track, so at least a little bit of his, uh again, while I think he's he is, and, and I think I know he's being authentic, but there's always there's always a motivation Joe behind when somebody does some stupid yeah. shit. Sometimes you got to say there's got to be a reason for it, and there is. And by the way. One other thing too, and this actually is newsworthy regarding the Bills. There were two players who are not in camp right now because of COVID nineteen protocol. Um, Deion Dawkins, who's their starting left tackle, a very important player, and Ike Bakker, who's very much in the mix to start at left guard. We expect the expectation is he'll be in a a battle with Cody Ford over the next few weeks. Uh, one of them is said to be asymptomatic, and the other one is said to have symptoms. Although I've heard like the symptoms aren't severe, but still symptoms so
2: still you got it
1: (laughs) yeah it's going around the league already so it is look I I just said you know whatever with Cole Beasley it is what it is but it's also would be equally equally ignorant to just let it slide and and not pay any attention to it because it Mm -hmm. is happening around the league hey we've we're seeing it around sports and it's already touching home with the bills And we're we're just getting in the camp they're still in shorts you already got two significant players who can't be there right now so yeah,
2: we'll see. It's, it's got a lot of bad juju around it. Let's put it that way. Like there's a lot people have already been like saying like, j- just wait. Like they won't get, they won't lose a game. Like they won't get a game canceled all year. And I said, AFC championship. Suddenly everybody will come down with something. And then they got, they got to forfeit the AFC title game. Like, I don't think, can you
1: imagine be- I don't think there's going to be cancellations around the league, but I do think there's going to, and I hope to God, obviously it's not the Bills, and I don't want anyone on any team to get sick. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not sadistic. I want to win football games, but not at the expense of opponents getting physically ill or dying, Mm -hmm. you know, but I don't think any games are going to get canceled, but the rate things are going right now. You're going to see significant key star players missing games because on, you wake up on Saturday morning, you know, from going out on Friday night, you get up, get out of bed Saturday morning, you check your Twitter and find out that Stephon Diggs has COVID or that Deshaun Watson has, you know, is COVID or tested positive or they're in protocol or something. And they're going to miss games. Key players are going to miss games for
2: sure. Yeah. Oh, happen. Without a doubt. Like it, it's going to happen. And it's going to be a humongous talking point every single time. And it's going to be, face it it's gonna be a lot of people shaming them for just being like yeah especially if they're if they're unvaccinated if they're vaccinated and they get a breakthrough then you know shit sucks like that's bad but then it's like okay dude like where'd you you know the contact tracing then becomes the story it's like all right where'd you get it from was it somebody at home was it well, your teammates was it somebody on another team like how did that happen but man it's just I don't know. It's I'm not looking forward to that as I love football. I am not looking forward to this this being a giant story. And I'm not the kind of person that's just like, eh, don't talk about it. I just want my sports. Like, no, I want these guys to all be smart about their own health because we still don't know what the long-term effects of having COVID are. And I don't know. It seems to be bad for the heart, it seems to be bad for, you know, memory, it seems to be bad for just about everything. So I don't know, man. Like, take care of yourself. Like, you do everything to take care of yourself in sports anyway. So, like, why not <laughs> Why not do one more thing instead of just being like, nah, man, I'm not going to do this. Come on.
1: If you love listening to what's here on of Buffalo Podcast, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? There's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start hustle is the perfect place for you as part of the program you'll receive personal cover art q a's with blue wires top podcasters access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks and on top of that we will help you get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher and all the other listening platforms out there. And here's the best part. You can get all this for just 15 bucks a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listen to us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in the show notes of this episode to find out more. But again, that's bwhustle.com join. All right, um, when it comes to the bills, hopefully by next week we'll get some evaluations that we see from B- Bill's reporters and videos and stuff, and we'll start to maybe have some training camp battles kind of like more, a little more underway, and we'll be able to deep dive into those instead of, hopefully, anyway. We won't have to talk about any COVID outbreaks or anything like that uh, with the Bills come next week. Sabres, all right. We're going to breeze through most of this because, <laughs> but, I mean, geez, how many times can we say the same things? But I do have something that, we, you know, so involving Jack Eichel. All right, so mm-hmm. let's, get the, let's get the Eichel shit out of the way right now, all right? Yes. Nothing's imminent. We already know that. Uh, lots of reports have been out there. Hot, cold. The team's in and team's out. The Sabres want too much. This, this team doesn't want to give up this or that. Okay. Great. (laughs) But Chris (laughs) Bulldog, man, on WGR had a tweet. I want to read this tweet to you because this does interest me. And we really, so we've been spending not just you and I, pretty much everybody. We've been spending our time talking about where Jack might go, what teams can afford him, what teams have prospects that'll fit the Sabres and so on and so forth. I thought Bulldog had a great tweet. Um, today on Thursday. And it was actually a question. He says this, and I'm quoting here. I think a good question is why Eichel, or I'm sorry, I think a good question is why neither Eichel nor the Sabres have pushed for more resolution on the injury and the approach on treatment versus surgery. It's in both parties' best interest to resolve it, yet here we sit many months into it and nothing, which coincides with Kevin Adams having a press conference today. When kind of the, the, the subject turned to Eichel, he pretty much said nothing has changed in regards to to the neck. Why is that? Like, why are? What's going on? How how is this going to get resolved? At I, what
2: point? The only way it gets resolved is is if one side caves into the other, and it certainly seems like that's not going to be the case. Like the Sabers' doctors, Sabers are going to stand behind their doctors every time, and their doctors say up and down, like getting this you know, disc transplant is not is not what we recommend. And we we do not support that decision. And because he's under contract from the Sabres, that's that's their stand. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna waver on that. They're not gonna go find another doctor to, that they'll say that will say, yeah, no, I'm I support this too. Like they that's just that just ain't gonna happen. And Jack Jack wants it. Jack wants it done. And it's it's the it's the perfect wedge to draw if you want to get out of a situation. Um You know, I, you know, I know we've talked about before, like maybe there's, you know, maybe there's something to, you know, to whether, you know, he goes somewhere else and then suddenly he doesn't want to get it done anymore. And he just, you know, that was his cudgel to get out of Buffalo. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but as long as this is the stand, that's, that's where it's going to stay for as long as it goes. You know, I mean, if it gets, if it gets to an ugly enough point where they decide to like toll his contract, like if they can't get a deal done at all, and, you know, comes training camp time and they just, they don't want him to be around. They're just like, all right, whatever, stay home. we will get to toll your contract, you know, which means you don't get paid this year. I was going to say, it, explain
1: it, that because a lot of people aren't going to yeah. understand
2: that. So explain that. Yeah. Like it, it just means that his contract continues for another year beyond uh, because th- he's like, yeah, you're not here. You're not getting paid, you know, you're not going to get paid. So screw that. Or yeah, no, I think that's, the, I think that's the way it works. I'm, I'm trying to remember the situation where this came up before really, they were trying to toll a contract. I should probably just look it up while I'm talking about it. But, um, but I mean, that's like a, a super ultimate last resort thing to do. Um, And I don't think either nobody wants to get to that uh, position because that is just bad. Like, I mean, it's, it's already ugly. It hasn't actually turned bad though. Um, Because, you know, it's,
1: it's the sort of thing where. Is it going to take Evan Evan Adams lowering his price for Ico to get traded? Because I feel like these teams at this point know that the Sabres have no leverage. Like they know that Jack is never going to want to play for them again. They're not going to offer more than they're offering right now. Do you think that, or am am I wrong?
2: No, I, I think it's, I think, I think the teams that they're talking with are drawing a hard line with them right now. Because Kevin's holding a, Kevin Adams is holding a hard line and there's no reason for him not to at this point. I mean, you know, they're not going to have camp for another, you know, month and a half. And, you know, what's, uh, you know, what's the point in trying to, you know, get it to a point where it's just kind of like, yeah, all right, whatever. Um, And that's, uh, you know, I think that's just the thing. Yeah. Don't you also
1: run the risk, though, if a team gets tired of waiting for, to, to meet what they think is fair value. They go on and they make other moves. And, and maybe in some respect, they take themselves out of an, even having the opportunity to to, to land a Jack Eichel. I just, I feel like, I, I know what, I understand what you're saying. It's just, to mm-hmm. me, the longer this drags on, put it this way, I, I know it's going to get done and maybe, and I hope I'm wrong as a Sabres fan, but I feel like the longer this drags on, the less they're going to end up getting for him. That's just my personal hunch. I don't have any sources or yeah. It's just my gut feeling that the longer this goes on, the less they're gonna get. And the longer it goes on and the less it gets, though mm-hmm. the 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 bigger the the wrath of the fans is gonna be as well. Oh, oh as yeah I mean, I if had... he got traded last week. If he gets traded in September and they get what we the same return that they would have gotten now, which is like say maybe mediocre, I think fans mm-hmm. are gonna fucking lose their minds.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it, I mean, that's a, that's a multiple reason factor. It's, it, you know, it's a reason, you know, because a, you're getting, you're getting a garbage return and then B could, because it's been nothing but agony since that last press conference uh, that, that, you know, that the end of the season press conference, where it's just kind of like, oh shit, this is done. Like this ain't, this ain't going to work anymore. And then it's just, you know, it's, it's not pulling the bandage off. It's just like, It's not ripping the bandage off. It's slowly pulling it away and you're pulling every hair out of your, out of your leg. And you're just like, Oh my God, this sucks. I hate it. And like Mm. doing that for an eternity. And instead, instead of it just being like, you know, you know, a little gash on your knee from like falling down, it's a gunshot wound (laughs) and, and you're, you're covering it up and just being like, wow, this really hurts. And now it hurts even more. So this, this is horrible. Um, but I mean, you know, this is, this is the kind of thing. And just so, just to circle back the tolling the contract thing, I don't think that's that's an actual. I think you can do that with entry level players. I don't know about guys now, so because that just adds that puts another year in the deal. And I don't think the Sabers want to add another year of ten million dollars to his no, deal because don't. that won't help trading him. Um, so that's so, advantage Jack then in that situation, right? Uh, it, yeah, very much so. <laughs> if he could just like sit out and just keep getting his contract pushed down the road, yeah, cool. Like keep collecting money and then <laughs> just have it go, yeah right, um, but like that, that's I'm gonna guess that's not an option at this point. It's just he'd be suspended indefinitely from the team, not getting paid like that's that's how it goes, you know, um but i mean i i know like this is where i mean, God, everything is so related with this team. this is where it circles back to the O'Reilly trade, you know for the bat you know the bad return. And every you know everything that they've done since then to try to to try to get something out of that positive you know the, you know forcing Tage Thompson you know to you know putting you know, signing him for three years last year and then you know throwing him right in the lineup and saying hey hey kid let's go get it and you know him not looking all that great last year now mind you it might be different this year who knows um, but this affects that but that whole situation affects this trade because they got pantsed they got absolutely pantsed by the Blues and they're like well you know Terry. Terry's voice is in the room when it comes to this because how can it not be? And he's just like we are not going to get embarrassed on a trade again. Kevin hold the line. And like, you know, Jack's got to, you know, Jack's got to do what we got to do. You know, Jack's got to do what he has to do. We get to do whatever we want. We've got him. Which is, you know, it's perfect in a vacuum, but like it's it's like I it's like I was saying on on Twitter on Thursday. You do not want him around this team if this is still festering over. Like if this is still going into September, You do not want him around any of these players. And you do not want him in the room. You don't want him, you don't want any of this going on because Jack's a huge personality. Like like an absolutely huge dominating personality. And if he comes back, he's still going to be that, you know, take the C off him, do whatever you want. He's still him. And if you're going to have him in that room and he's just going to be angry, pissed, sour, the whole thing, and just frustrated to, to to no end and like giving, you know, you know, not really going, maybe not going 100%, maybe not doing anything to help out. That's bad for everybody. And then, you know, never mind like the first day of camp where everybody and their brother that is related to the Sabres is getting asked about Jack and, you know, how do you feel that he's here? You know, Jack's getting asked a thousand questions if he's available. You know, Don Cordano getting getting 100 questions. You know, Kevin Adams is going to have to talk again about it. He's gonna to have to actually be face to face with people again to, to deal with it. Um, all of this stuff, like you do not want that going on in your first day of the season when you're trying to start over, because that's just that's bringing that's taking the biggest chunk of all the badness that you're trying to escape and throwing it right at your feet. Like everything that they've screwed up in the past is now thrown right at their feet, and it's right in front of them when they could have just gotten a trade done, maybe not hold that line so hard, but like find an, a way find a way to negotiate it and calm down about it. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. okay, we don't, you know, maybe we won't want five pieces from you. We'll take four, and we'll figure out a way to, you know, to still get what we want. And, you know, you guys aren't paying like a gigantic price. Like that's that's the way I look at it. Right now it just seems like the saber the sabers aren't very willing to budge from their demands, which I respect that. That's fine. But at some point, you're gonna have to get them gone. And that's before anybody gets on the ice together.
1: You talk about him in the leadership and him not being around this locker room. And I've always to some extent I've I've been a little bit of annoyed because like we don't really know that. Like whether it's fans or media or us doing a podcast, but who's the player? Oh God, man, he just spent two years in the organization. He wasn't with the same, uh oh god, with the with the HL guy who just signed with somebody who was talking about I um,
2: Oh, John, John, John Sebastian D.
1: Yeah. 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 He had a very strong take on Jack Eichel saying essentially he's no, no kind of leader. Not like Sidney Crosby was because he spent Mm -hmm. six years uh, with Pittsburgh. Actually, I'll pull it up the quote right now. And he says, like I said, he's not a bad person, but perhaps there are reasons why Buffalo was in a situation like that. I've been around leaders over the course of my career. And often you see the difference type of person he is off the ice. He's, and this is what really stood out to me. He goes, He's an excellent hockey player, but in terms of leadership, sometimes I think in a bunch of periods, meaning a long pause, mm-hmm. I'm sure with age of maturity, he'll gain, he's going to get better and better. You know, often it's a lot of pressure, yada, yada, yada. But like I said, he's not a bad person, but I don't think he's the leader we can find that, you know, like when Sidney Crosby was comparing him to with the Penguins, which to some extent might be a little bit unfair, but I thought that was pretty telling, man. I mean, he was very, very candid about about Jack and that's not One of us that, I mean, you're, you're, you're Mm -hmm. in the media, you covered a team. So you were in the locker room, but that's, that's not a fan saying that. That's not a podcaster like me who has no team access or doesn't know Mm -hmm. Jack from, from Bob or anybody else outside of watching them play hockey on TV. I thought that was pretty telling.
2: I'm going to be as respectful as I can to Jean-Sebastian D. He spent the bulk of his Sabres career in Rochester Mm -hmm. and you know, whether those experiences he had in training camp or while he was up with with Buffalo uh, for those for those times that he was up, if those experiences were that were that left that much of a mark on him that he was able to figure this much out about Jack Eichel, that in itself would be really telling. But maybe he's bitter at the organization. Maybe you know it's this, that, or the other. Like there's a lot that can be taken away from that. Where um. You know, and I'm just thinking like the next time Laval comes to Rochester, because I'm assuming he's not going to be at the Canadians. Um, I'm right. assuming he'll be in the AHL. But when Laval comes to Rochester, I think suddenly everybody's going to want to talk to to Jean Sebastian D because he he's you know came out kind of all guns blazing on this one. And you know, I think the part about saying like he's no Sidney Crosby. Well, no shit.
1: <laughs> like, right, not no, many like, are. I, I
2: mean, to be I, fair to Jack, there's only one other guy out there who's like Sidney Crosby, and it's Connor McDavid you know, and like, that's just talent wise. And then leadership wise, Jonathan Taves. Okay, great. Like that's, those are the guys I put on that, put on that same mantle. Um, Jack is, was what, 20 years old when he was made captain? Who's mature enough to handle that at 20? Very few people are, very few. Crosby was one, Steve Eiserman was one, Connor McDavid seems to be one. We'll see what happens if the Oilers flame out and he wants wants to get traded. But like, um, but I mean, like, Th- those those kind of th- those lofty things are just like that. That to me is a, is a nonsense way to look at it. But him saying he's a great hockey player, but that saying that's saying that says to me that to me says more because that's you know for as little or as much as he was around the Sabers room that tells me that his first impression and his, the last thing impression left on him was that this guy's a great player, but what a dick. Like that's, that's what I take it to mean. And you know what might not be terribly wrong, might not be far from the mark, but you know, like that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, you don't, you don't want to have a guy who on his best day might, might come off a little rough being in there when he's on his worst days every day, if he's back in the, if he's back in there in September, like you, yeah. like that, that's almost exactly what I'm talking about. Like you do not need that kind of interference. Lisma,
1: Housley, Kruger, freaking whatever, whoever the coach is, how do you not, how do you, you tank for a guy pretty much for two years, almost mm-hmm. you tank for a guy, he's $10 million a year player. He's far and away your best player. He's one of the top 10 to 20 players, maybe in the entire league. How do you not put a his jersey though? Because that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Like he's an excellent player, but he shouldn't be captain. He's not a leader. How do you? Not, how is he not the captain? Like, can you? As much as we can blast these coaches at the end of the earth for a lot of things mm-hmm. they've done in recent years, I can't. How do you not make him the captain though? How do you yeah. not?
2: They they had the right setup to to not have to throw that all on his shoulders. They had Ryan O'Reilly here, make him the captain and throw an a on Jack and call it a day. Like, yeah. Could have been as easy, as easy as done as that. But you know, that's again, <laughs> this is where the O'Reilly, the, the O'Reilly deal is just like a still a smoking crater for everything that's happened, you know, through mm-hmm. all the, like all the bad stuff that's happened here. Like, I mean, people are like, the thing that's going to kill me is that once Jack is traded, everybody's going to try to re educate or react, try to readjust their, their feelings on the tank. Mm -hmm. And that, that argument is over and done with as far as I am, but now it's, everybody's going to frame it. I can't say everybody, but a certain few people are going to try to frame it in. Was it worth it? And the ultimate result is they failed. Like not Jack, not Sam. Those guys didn't fail. The organization failed, you know, ownership, the GMs, the, the coaches to a point they failed. Like It's not on like there's there is some blame on the players, but the players did as best they could, given how everything changed constantly every year, two years. So, you know, you can say that you can say it wasn't worth it was worth it, that. That's that's beyond the point. That's moot. It's that they failed to do what was needed to get this team put together correctly to get back to where they wanted to be. So next week at
1: Casey's, we're going to dive into the roster not the greatest collection of players that they've signed in free agency and they traded for one, but they've been busy. Okay. Again, you can't say they haven't been busy. So mm-hmm. we're going to kind of dive into those signings. We'll we'll get jump into those a little more next week and kind of maybe plus a week from now the, the roster might take shape, maybe a little bit more than what it is now. Yeah. Although I really don't think there's, we're going to see much more over the next week. Unless of course, Jack does end up getting traded, Mm-hmm. And we'll also spend a significant amount of time talking about the goaltending, but I, we don't have time to get into that today. But I do want to ask you this much. I at least got to ask you this question. So, of course, we already know Olmark ended up going to Boston. Does mm-hmm. that surprise you? A, that the Sabres couldn't retain him, even though he was a high priority to them. But also, I mean, I thought personally, if he was, the way it was shaping out, it looked like he was going to end up going to Buffalo or Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up, in Boston, which of course he ends up in Boston. I just, so that's, I guess that's the only question I got for you right now. And then next week, like I said, we'll talk more about the Sabres situation at goaltender going forward, but just your, your thoughts on Omar basically leaving the Sabres and, and going to
2: Boston. Yeah. It's, um, I think that one stings a lot for them, but at the same point, you could have got a deal done (laughs) before this, you know, like if you felt that he was going to leave in the off season, you could have traded him at the deadline. Like instead, instead now he walks away and you got nothing to show for it. You know, you have, you had an empty crease until 10 o'clock, you know, Wednesday night. Um, But it's, I mean, that stings like it absolutely stings. And, you know, for, for all the, you know, the questions about, is it good or not? Like I got to think playing behind Boston's going to make him look a little better. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you know, like, I mean, everybody's wor- like wondering about like what happens with Tuca Rask now it's like, well, he's out till at least January or February anyways. And like, if they sign him back, cool. Like that's fine. But like, it's all Mark's team for, for the time being, and he's not playing in Buffalo. And you know what, considering how everybody else took off, you know, they traded Sam, they traded Rasmus. Um, Jake McCabe goes to Chicago. If I'm all Mark, I'm saying like, yeah, I don't want to be around for this. This is going to be bad. I've already had enough of this. Why do I want more of this? I'm going somewhere else. And like, he's seen enough of Boston in his life. So yeah, screw it. Might as well go there. The
1: blast to me, the, uh, the biggest criticism I have is not him leaving the Sabres. I ain't mad at him. I'd leave the Sabres too. Under these circumstances. You said it perfect, man. To me, Kevin Adams should have had the foresight back a couple months ago in there to trade deadline. He knew Sam didn't want to be here. They knew probably Rassus was going to be his last season. He's been goddamn supposed to be getting traded for like eight years. The Jack thing, I'm sure they knew at least to some extent how that was going to play out. You know you're going to lose these guys. You know you're going to be dependent on your young guys. Trade the dude at the deadline and get another nice asset because they probably could have gotten a nice piece for him had they traded him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now they got nothing. Like you said, man, it's just. It just feels like really bad asset management to me. Big time. Yeah. Big
2: yeah, time. and I I wonder how different the conversations were during the season and if they had them with Allmark. You know, I I I don't fault them for for not dealing Sam or or And I mean, and yeah, kind of, but I mean, Sam, I don't blame them for not trading him at the deadline because you don't know oh, you right, We don't know how that. they feel about you don't know how they feel about things when the, once the season ends. I agree uh, about I mean, you that. You probably could have guessed how they felt, but you don't know how where it's at like you know maybe Sam comes back and says hey let's get a deal done here okay cool done um but with with all I think they probably felt like where else was he gonna go you know like who else is gonna you know you know maybe maybe you know maybe we can just get him back for two years and then you know suddenly Seattle signs phil Grubauer and then Colorado doesn't have a goalie and then Colorado comes calling and they're like hey uh, we'll give you three years and then Boston says, well we want you too we had you at three how about four? And then all says, yes, for, you know, four years, 20 mil, good done. And then Colorado scrambling again. And they got to swing a deal for Darcy Kemper, you know, like it's that chain of events that changes everything about, you know, Rask getting injured, you know, maybe, maybe he has to retire. Like that changes Boston's perspective. And, you know, it's, it's all these little things that like, you can't expect it. Like you, you can't be prepared for stuff like that. Um, but you can certainly try to do something about it in the meantime ahead of time. Like you've got, like you have all that time up until free agency day to say, Hey, let's get a deal done here. What do you think? Because technically he can't interview with anybody else, even though we totally know they are. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's that kind of thing where like, you just, you have to be able to read that room a little bit better and know that, Hey, maybe things are, if they go sideways here, let's get it, let's get it done before they go sideways. Yeah,
1: I'll tell you, man, it's, you're going to hear me say this a million times throughout the summer and into the fall. It's going to haunt me for a long time, knowing that this team, they finally got a coach that I like Granado and I, we saw with our own eyes, these young guys play well near the end of the season, man. Mm-hmm. Tage, Cousins, Yoki Haru, Darlene, and you have all them. And I just keep thinking in my mind, if they could have found a way to make Sam and Jack happy and want to be here. I don't care about Rasmus. No offense to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I think he's a guy, by the way, I think maybe a change of scenery will do him good and he'll play some pretty good hockey going forward. In fact, I kind of think he's going to. So, but, but forget him. Jack and Sam, them motivated and healthy and wanting to be here and being able to take a little bit, maybe a pressure off next year of some of these younger guys. God, I just think of this roster with the coach and a fall too. I forgot to, to mention Hallmark. Mm-hmm. They, they, they find a way to re-sign him Maybe he doesn't even get the free agency. And I'm liking this. I'm, I'm kind of liking this roster going forward if that happened. So that's yeah. going to, it annoys me, man. And it's going to take mm-hmm. me a while to really to get past that. But I'm going to get past it right now because again, next week we will absolutely kind of break down the roster and go over some of the guys that they signed. Let's end with the starting five. Got to get that out of the way. Again, last week, sports arena anthems, Joe was victorious for. A fifth straight week now, you fucking prick. Five times, <laughs> five times, five times, <laughs> five times, five times champion. You got 61% of the vote. To recap quickly, we will rock you, lose yourself, seven nation army. Um, what else did you have here? Song Two and Crazy Train. Those, those were good. I had 39% Yours were I, good
2: too. Like, yeah, let's,
1: I had let's Thunderstruck, Thunderstruck, Welcome to the Jungle, Jump Around, Enter Sandman, and Hip Hop Array. From what little feedback we got, because like I said at the top of the episode, I kind of cut it off early by accident, but it wouldn't matter because I was already getting shellacked. But it wasn't so much criticism as much as I could tell that the old, the two hip hop songs that I played, they, they didn't play too well to this poll. Um, Jump Around and Hip Hop that Fans really didn't really care for those much. So <laughs> I, I didn't make the I didn't make the critical mistake. Like I didn't have the Jimmy Snooker pick, you know, that I had a couple weeks yeah. ago. So I didn't have that backbreaker. Um, or or Jeopardy. <laughs> I won't get over that one either. But I I just I had two picks that just didn't play well, and you had five really good solid picks. And uh yeah, you won. So it is what it is. Let's see if I can bounce back again. The Olympics are going on this week. Uh I'm trying to look because I can never remember this. Oh, yeah. Of course you had the first pick because you took we will rock you, which you know yeah, that played well. <laughs> so I really don't really <laughs> know what to say about that. So we're doing favorite Olympic sports. And we're not doing men's or women's. So if, when we pick a sport, it's just that sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go first. Yeah. Um, let's see here. And like I said, a lot of these, I'm just gonna say this too. I, I, I try to sell sometimes, do a sell job with fans, but I'm not going to this week. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I like watching the Olympic Olympics, okay? Most of these sports I don't watch other than once every four years. But one I do watch, and this is gonna be my first pick, and this is an obvious one, it's hockey. It's got to be hockey. It started in 1980 when the USA beat the Russians. I was nine years old, by the way. Ever since then, hockey's always been uh, my favorite Olympic sport to watch. So now, no more needs now, to be said than that.
2: Now, but, just to be clear, you do mean ice hockey, correct? Yes, ice hockey. Okay.
1: Now I, know, I know that sounds
2: saying. very. I know that sounds very pedantic of me to do that, but there is other hockey. I'm not going to okay. really not going to pick it, but there is hockey in the Summer Olympics. It's just there hockey. is. You're right. Okay. Well, I'm I, saying yep.
1: ice hockey.
2: see. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. I listen, I listen. I I know I had to be a dick about that, but like you know, if I came back and said hockey and you go, "No, I already picked it." I'd be like, "Well, you didn't specify." Then I come over the top <laughs> and hammer you with ice hockey. You'd be pissed beyond belief. You'd Fair throw enough. me off the show. Fair <laughs> enough. Um oh, you got two. so all right, two in a row. Um, you know what? I'm going to dip into the uh, in. I'm going to stay in the Winter Olympics. And I'm going to go with luge. I friggin' the luge is insane to me. Like that's like the original extreme sport because you're just sitting on a sled and you're flying down a sheet of ice, like down a mountain like that. That shit's crazy, man. Like that, like forget it like that. That is so wild to me to watch and watch people just tear ass down the mountain with that stuff. Like that's crazy. I friggin' love it. That stuff rules. Um, my next one though, is going to be handball and I'll just say this about handball. I am so mad. It is not somehow a professional sport in the United States Hmm. because it has every element that you want in like every sport in this country. Like the only thing that's maybe negative about it is that they use goals, the size of soccer goals, but like, it's almost like full contact you know, like playground sports, like that shit rules, man. Like every bit of handball is amazing. And if that was like acceptable to play like at, you know, like, uh, like gyms and stuff like that, I'd be all over that. Like me and my buddies used to play a game that was like handball, like out on the, out on like the, uh, out on the driveways. We were maniacs. Like, I mean, it was good for us as teenagers to blow off steam, but Holy shit, dude, handball rules. I, I mark for handball every day. (laughs) All right, those are. Two, I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you some credit because if
1: nothing else, those are two pretty ballsy selections, especially yeah, right there at the top. I like those. I like those. All right, so I got two. I'm going to use a description for both of them because to me they're both the same. Now a lot of sports are this way too. It's all about pressure, but I'm going to pick figure skating. That that's going to be my my next mm-hmm. one. And again, I'm prefacing this just like with the one that's coming next. I literally watch it once every four years, and I don't know anything other than maybe I will you know if somebody becomes a big star. I might see them on ESPN or read about them, whatever on Twitter. But what fascinates me about figure skating is you work so hard for so long, spent so much money, so much of your life to get to, well, obviously the world's and there's other events, but it's obviously about the Olympics. And, mm-hmm. and the like one edge of the skate just might hit the ice when you're doing some kind of loop or something like that. And bam, dream mm-hmm. vanished. The pressure, I can't imagine the pressure that must which, which by the way any olympic sport you could just pretty much say the same thing but when you got a game or a chance to overcome something that's one thing but if you're in figure skating you lose that edge for one split second there goes your medal probably you know so mm-hmm. just the pressure for that so i like figure skating and uh well all right now i'm getting uh I'm oh, it's cold you know, feet
2: you got cold, cold feet, feet now i'm getting
1: cold i'm getting cold feet gymnastics
2: same deal for me. Why would you have me. cold feet for that? Come on.
1: Same, same thing, same, same. and it's because I'm not a big gymnastics fan in general, okay? Oh, I even so you going I barely for even, votes. I do No, 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 no. No, no, no. I barely even know like how the scoring works or anything like that, but like I said, when the pressure is on, when it's the Olympics, when it's the world's biggest stage, and it's just you out there, I, I don't even know what the names of most of these moves are, so I was sound like an idiot if I tried to name them, but anyway- Long story short is when gymnastics is on and it's the Olympics, I'm watching it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, I, I'm, I'm not missing it. And, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be the Americans. It could be whoever. When it's a competition and it's the Olympics and it's, and it's a uh, well figure skating and gymnastics. I'm watching it. So yeah, I'm gonna stick to my guns, man. That, those were the top three on my board, by the way. So I should be happy, but somehow I'm not.
2: I, so I, it blows me. Out. Like, I think you're going to win this week. Over, I already think you're going to win this week in a runaway. I already, th- I think you got this down already. So I, I'm, hmm. I, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pumping your tires here. I'm just saying like this, this is a really good list so far. Um, my next to listen, I, I'm going water polo, man. Water polo oh. is fucking nuts. Like <laughs> I don't know how multiple people haven't drowned playing water polo. Like, I mean, i watched the way that they beat each other around in the pool and they're just flinging this, like throwing that ball. somehow at like 60, 70 miles an hour. And like, that's like a harder, like, it's like a tough volleyball almost. And I'm just like, Oh my God, how does nobody die playing this game? It's, it's (laughs) sick. It's sick. It's amazing. And it looks exhausting. (laughs) It looks so exhausting to, to, to see it happen. And my God, it's cool. It's just a cool, like, I mean, I guess it's handball in the water, but like, Damn, dude, like water polo is freaking crazy. Like mm-hmm. that, that stuff is nuts. Um my other one. Speed skating. And that was
1: my next pick. I swear to I swear to God. I swear <laughs> to God, that was my next pick.
2: Speed skating is fa- like both the the short track, like the short track stuff is nuts because that's like NASCAR on ice with people. Um mm-hmm. But like the big track stuff where it's even like, I mean, it's basically, I mean, it's track and field on ice, but like, man, it's, it's wild to watch how people pace themselves. And then like, you know, if they got a sprint at the end, like, oh my God, it's so incredible to watch. And just like everything about it just screams like peaceful. Like to me, you see that, you know, shiny sheet of ice, you know, everybody's in like these spandex weirdo suits with the giant skates. And then like, they just fly. It's, it's so impressive to watch. and like. I remember like when Apollo Anton Ono was just like owning stuff and speed skating. And you're just like, damn, dude, this rules. And then like you get the long distance stuff and like everybody from Norway or Sweden or Finland or Denmark or the, or the Netherlands, just like it's like 20,000 meters. And they're just kind of like, yep, yep, whatever. No problem. Got it. Like, it's just the coolest stuff to watch. I freaking love that.
1: All right. So you're at four and I got my last two here. Mm-hmm. Um, my fourth one is going to be basketball. And it nice. used to be back in the day. It was because the Americans were just so dominant. It was fun to watch how good they were. It obviously, started mm-hmm. with the Dream Team in '92. Then they lost, and they started going. You know, building powerhouses again. Now they're not. The world's caught up now. So now it's fun to watch again because now when you put on a game, there is literally no guarantee that the Americans are going to win. We already seen them lose to France earlier. So. For that reason, now, it's, the competition is real because the world's caught up. And like I said before, when I was younger, it was all about just American domination. So I mm-hmm. like basketball. And then and then maybe this is the one that's going to end up hurting me in the poll. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know the first thing about it whatsoever. But when I was a kid, I was hooked on watching Curly. Nice. That's when they throw that Frisbee thing down the ice and, and people just start mm-hmm. sweeping like crazy when it gets there, that big circle. See, mm-hmm. I can't even explain the sport to you, man, <laughs> but I'm telling, but I promise you right now, if there's other sports and I'm not going to name them in case you might, you know, pick one with your last pick. Cause you still got one more, but right. there's sports that are popular, whatever that I, frankly, if they're, if it's not somebody, um, if it's not America, I'm not watching it. I couldn't name you one curl. I literally don't know an Olympic curler ever, <laughs> but if the, I promise you, if that's on TV, I'm locked in and I'm watching it. I, you know, I root for the American or whatever, but, It was just fun to watch and I I don't even know the rules, but I'm telling you, I watch it from beginning to end every time it's on. So for no real reason other than I just like watching it and I know this is going to play bad for me, but I don't give a shit, man. I'm staying with it again.
2: Curly. See, I I feel like you were going for, I I think you're, you're slamming for votes on that one because that was going to be my pick. And I figured there was no way in hell you were going to pick curling and I could actually explain curling. I'll spare you. And I'll just make you sound bad by being like, I don't know anything about it, but it sure is cool. Which you're right I about. Don't. You're hundred percent right about. I don't but know also, anything about it. Oh man. Just uh, have you ever played shuffleboard? Yes. Like in the bar like in the bar or anything like sure. that? A lot. Like just yeah. you know, the little pucks, you know, that that's that's curling. We used to that's fuck around essentially on the ice. What curling
1: yeah, we used to fuck around on the ice like you would hit a, a ball because not a puck, but something bigger, and then we would just start, you know, with their sticks mm-hmm. messing around. Yeah, it's just fun to watch. I don't again. I don't Ever play bocce
2: ball? Bocce ball is the same thing. I know of the
1: sport. I never played it though.
2: Oh yeah, I mean it's it's the same deal. It's the <laughs> absolute same deal. Horseshoes. It's it. It's all the same concept. Get it as close to the middle as you can. Rack up points <laughs> with all your stones. That that's enough curling explanation. I'm going to do for you right now because <laughs> I'm so upset that you did this. Um, all right, well, you got one more here. Yeah, I know, I know, but like. I really wanted curling. That's what that's that's the thing that gets me. Um I'm such a mark for the winter Olympics. I I for whatever reason I like the Winter Olympics more than I do the Summer Olympics, and I don't know why. Like, there's so much cool shit in the Summer Olympics, too. But I, I I'm gonna blame NBC for this because they hardly show any of it now. Like they're like, here, download peak like download Peacock app. Like, you're still not showing anything like that. I want to watch. Like, fuck you. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna go with. I love the, the downhill skiing. Um, okay. Like, you know, the slalom and the, the whole thing, not like I mean, snowboarding's cool as hell too, but, um, but just like the classic, like Alpine downhill and things like that, where it's like, you're basically going from the very top of the mountain all the way to the bottom. And you got to go through the gates and all that shit. Like anything that was ever like in a video game, uh, you know, like a winter games, video game, going back to like Atari. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's like, just downhill skiing is just so phenomenal to watch phenomenal, Yeah, that's a word, um, but it's just, it's so cool to watch and it's just a remarkable amount of skill and s- there's strategy in it because like, you got to take the tightest line down the mountain. You got to go fast and you can't screw up and then you can't fall down because then you might like break yourself completely because holy shit, dude. Uh, so yeah, downhill skate. Like it's, it's, it's part like extreme sport part, like just absolute mind blowing ability.
1: All right. So let me recap here. As we get out of here for today, I took ice hockey, figure skating, gymnastics, basketball, curling. Joe took luge, handball, water polo, speed skating, downhill skiing. Left off, and I guarantee you we're going to get some shit over it. But the two sports right away track and field, I'll hear a lot of shit about that, I promise you. Yeah. And probably a little bit about swimming. Maybe a little volleyball, but yeah. aside from that, I think we nailed it.
2: But let's see if we can get a close one, man. These I are our favorites. If people come at us about our favorites, let's yeah. fight them. Let, let's just take <laughs> it. Let's you know, We'll invite them to Casey's, Casey's BlackRock, and be like, come fight us over our picks, please.
1: Go to my Twitter, at Hemorant Tweets, or go to Joe's Twitter, at Joe Yurden. Cast your vote. Of course, check out the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back. Brand new episode, Casual Friday next week, and we'll be doing it from Casey's Black Rock Tavern. Thanks, Joe. Talk to you soon, buddy.
2: You got it, man.